you know, the Fed is trying to slow things down in this economy. And you look at the housing market, and clearly it's happening. Uh, yeah, just Wednesday morning we found out that, that some of the mortgage applications have just plummeted. There nobody, nobody's doing refinancing. Housing starts are down. Home builder sentiment is, is down. But imagine this. Dallas-based Invitation Homes at their last briefing actually raised earnings estimates. Dallas Tanner is president and CEO of the New York Stock Exchange listed Invitation Homes and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Good to be with you, David. Thanks for having me. So tell me about the environment. First of all, is that right? I mean, can you, you, you watch housing starts and building prices and that sort of thing. You are saying the slowdown? Yeah, I think the, the headline's right. I think you have to understand the context behind the headlines of things slowing. We are, we've been at record, really record lows in terms of supply. And so if we had a little bit of a slowdown, it's probably actually a good thing, all things being equal. I think we'd love to all see a little bit more housing supply come into the marketplace. Um, it's one of the reasons we're building quite a bit of product with our national partners. Just candidly, the market needs more supply and they need it brought in an intelligent way. Um, but I think all things being equal again, you know, if you look at mortgage rates, you can still get a 30 year fixed rate mortgage today for a little over 5%. And if you look over the last 40 or 50 years, that's still a pretty good cost of capital for somebody if they want to buy a home. I, I so, remember paying double digits. So yes. <laughs> right. Right. And I think there's a, there's a statistic out there, like 90% of the country has a mortgage lower than 5%, which is incredibly healthy. If you think about borrowing costs. But so tell me about your business, because I'm, I'm on the one hand, if home prices actually go down, then I guess your your investment, your inventory loses value. But by the same token, if people are fury of buying new homes or they get expensive or interest rates get too high, they got to live somewhere. And invitation homes seems like a good alternative. So is this good yeah. news or bad news for you guys? It's a little bit of everything. So you're right in that as, as home values slow down or, or in any event, maybe they even go backwards a little bit, you, you lose some on your asset values. But the reality is we, we're long-term investors. We don't buy for the here and now. We don't flip homes. We don't look to create value overnight and move on. So the long view on housing and investments in housing is that we think the renter or the person who's choosing to lease is pretty darn resilient. It has been really for 100 plus years here in this country. And so what you tend to see is home prices stabilize or come down a little bit. Rents typically stay pretty constant. You might see a little bit less rent growth, but we're not seeing that yet in our business because of the supply issues we talked about before. In fact, we're seeing really a healthy renter. And we're also seeing a really healthy marketplace for rents. Um, and that will moderate over time. It's been a little bit you know, extreme, say, the last couple of years. Uh, but... All in all, the market feels really healthy for our business. The customer is as qualified as they've ever been, candidly. They have a rent-to-income ratio of over five times in our portfolio. They're spending less than 20% of their monthly income on rent, which is far more affordable than to your earlier point around buying a home and where that might be today with where mortgage rates are going. And credit quality, are, are they paying their bills? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we have a very um, qualified you know, renter base. We have uh, a number of customers that had challenges through the pandemic. We've created a ton of different programming, uh, both before the moratoriums were extended out and also far beyond where, I mean, we've modified something like $150 million of people's payments over time and distance and forgiven, you know, tens of millions of dollars to the customer. So we've sort of, I, I don't know if we're totally through that chapter, but we're pretty much through it. 
we are still helping a number of folks kind of find rental assistance where they need it. Um, but that, biz- that that part of our business feels far more stable than it was two years ago. So, so two years ago was pretty tricky. So so looking forward, if we go through a period of um, you know higher unemployment or layoffs, anxiety, recession, you know that sort of thing. Then do you go back into the business of buying existing homes? I mean, you ought to be able to get some bargains, I would assume. Well, we're always buying and we're always building. And so I think the short answer is if we saw an opportunity to um, buy, you know, quality assets uh, in either a one-off, you know, opportunity or uh, programmatically because of what the market was doing, I think we would continue to try to invest in these parts of the country that we have strong belief in in the fundamentals of what the housing market will do there over a long period of time. Um, but I would say, David, we're, we're not seeing anything today that suggests that we're entirely different from even where it was a year ago. Now, we're certainly going to see more supply come back into the marketplace, but I don't feel personally that this will be a recession led by housing. I think it's led by some of those other things. I think that, you know, the 2 million plus or minus units that were undersupplied today have kind of exacerbated some of the you know, the, 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 the price issues around housing and also uh, around rents and things like that, that will take a while to sort itself out. So I, I don't view housing as going completely upside down for any any real stretch of the imagination, unless there's some unforeseeable event in the future. No, no, no. That's that's good to hear because you ought to be a, a pretty good economic indicator. Now, let me let me go back to the other hand. So you guys crossed over, started building new houses, rather than buying existing homes, also building new homes. You've gone into partnership. David Ald, from who you know, I know you know from Dr. Horton, was on the other day, and I said, you know, are you still having trouble getting stuff? And he said, are you still having to go to Lowe's to get, uh, you know, pick up a refrigerator to finish a house? He said, yep, we're still having those kind of supply chain problems. So how does it how does it feel being a home builder in a supply chain challenged market? It's hard. And our builder partners, you know, guys like uh, D.R. Horton and, and also companies like Pulte that we've done a ton of building with. They, they talk about that challenge. I mean, the, the, the logistics around getting silly things like an oven, right, or, or, or a piece of flooring or a window package. Window packages are taking as long as it, as it takes to build a home right now. And so that's been interesting. But um, doing things in scale and being able to forecast a couple of years in advance really help us with some of those issues. I think that the trickier parts for our business currently have been kind of centered around HVAC and some of those costs in the summer. It's been hard to get new HVAC units and and certain parts and things like that when you get the surge in activity around hot summer months. I mean, Dallas has been extremely hot this summer, as you know. And um, so some of those uh, industries have been real pain points because of what the pandemic has done. And then you fast forward to just normal kind of life things that happen, right? Hot weather and stuff like that. And it's exacerbated for sure. But look, if builders start to pull back, and they start to be careful about where they're going to invest capital, then I think it's actually going to prolong the issues around housing supply. It's going to actually take longer for that supply to get in the market that we need. So I think companies like ours need to continue to invest in building new product and try to create more units along the way that can be kind of serve dual purpose. They can be for lease product, but they're, they're individual homes. And we sell, you know, a couple thousand homes every year back into the marketplace. So I think companies like ours will continue to invest in housing and we're going to pay attention to what's going on. But, um, it's a local issue. It's not a 
you can't push a button and solve housing issues overnight. Well, but it would be nice because there are a lot of people faced with the prospect of moving in with their in-laws and they don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so tell no. me the other day. So I, I mentioned earlier in, in your, your earnings report out in July, I saw that you raised estimates. Were you, were you a little more cautious than, than you had to be, you think, going forward? Or, or is business just better? Well, it's ordinary practice for us to take a look at the guidance that we issue at the beginning of the year, around the midpoint of the year, and, and give an update to the public markets. And all the fundamentals suggest that we could be incrementally better than what we thought you know, earlier this year. Um, we'll have to see in large part how the rest of the year plays out. But really, we're coming off of a couple of years of just great performance, high occupancy, customer that continues to renew with us. I think that's been the biggest surprise. Some of it's pandemic related, but not really so much going forward. The customer's very sticky. They're staying with us close to four four years now, which is a dramatic um, increase from where we underwrote this business 10 or 11 years ago. We thought two to three years. And so a customer stays longer. I think it has to do with the services we're providing. You know, you could get your landscape packages and your bug packages and smart home technology and have all that with us and not have to own any of it, right? And, and kind of itemize your leases how you want it. So anyway, we're, we're trying to enhance that experience. And I think we found something that there is a customer, a big percentage of customers out there that want a single family lifestyle, but don't want to own for a variety of reasons. And that works for our, for our brand. You know, that would include me come to think of it. I can't imagine having a vacation home. I got to keep up with too. I think I'd rather read uh, invitation homes reportedly the largest owner of single family rental homes in the United States. What are you over 80,000 right now? Or yeah, a little, a little bit over 80,000. That's right. Close to 85,000. Woo. It's a lot of uh, air filters that have to be changed. Dallas Tanner is president and CEO of Invitation Homes and joins us periodically and, and for an update. And it's good to see you and, and uh, good to hear things are doing well. Thank you. Thank you, David. Good to see you. Thanks a lot for more of a conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.